previous two episodes were on climate change and I made them Charlie episodes which means they weren't profound they were me just rambling about um, you know stuff I've heard around climate change but not really adding much uh, but I thought I'd try and add a uh, sort of an addendum to those two episodes, a pop profound addendum. Now, I can't go very profound because my brain isn't good enough. But, you know, my, that's why it's called pop profound and not just profound. It is to thinking this pop profound against profound what pop music is against classical music just a you know something you do when you can't do proper thinking right and you know as I was turning around that speech in um, by by Greta Thunberg who was chastising world leaders for not cutting emissions by, well, as it turns out, I think 50%. Look, I don't know the maths and the science, you know, of climate change. I really don't. And, um, you know, I'm, a, I'm apparently a mathematician and scientist by trade, not by trade, by education. Uh, I don't know much about maths and I don't know much about science and I'm not even being self-deprecating there. I, I really don't. I, all I did was enough to pass the exams and never and never pursued it as a career. So I don't know as much about the science of climate change as Greta Thunberg, a 15-year-old who hasn't even finished school, you know, um, secondary school, knows. She knows a lot more than I do. That's fine. Now I know about a few other things like rock and roll. Now, um, and Captain Cook. And penguins. I know a fair bit about penguins. Um, so, how to make this, uh, you know, I'm, I was thinking, you know, what is the solution to climate change? Well, that's the big question, isn't it? The world's biggest question. Not, you know, maybe it is the world's biggest question. Um, and I was thinking, well, with the current world order, is it true that if we continue with the current world order, the environment's stuffed anyway. You know, Greta's, you know, if Greta is not suggesting a change in world order, um, she was making, um, she, she was uh, chastising uh, the world leaders in an empty way because there's nothing they can do. Uh, the people want the current world order in general, I think. I think the world, most of the world population wants the current world order. You know, do the people of China want China to not continue on the path China is going on? Does the Western world, the people of the Western world want Western leaders not to not continue on the path they're on? And so on and so forth, you know. Developing countries like Ethiopia, for example, uh, which I've studied a bit, um, does the, do the people of Ethiopia not want the government of Ethiopia to continue on the current path to modernisation and economic growth? You know, because Ethiopia is going very well at the moment. So is Uganda and a few other places. You know, they're, 
they're booming economically, building skyscrapers and all that sort of stuff. Um, so do they, you know, like, do they, and forget the leaders for a minute, do the people of the world want the current trajectory to change? And if not, I think the world is stuffed, you know. Um, and, um, yeah, and um, the chest, uh, Greta, Greta Thunberg telling the world leaders off is a hiding to nothing and always, you know, like she's, she's telling them off for something they can't do, you know. Look, I know, you know, um, you might say they could just ratify the Paris Accord, you know, across the board and all that sort of thing. But uh, uh, you'd have to do a real, you'd have to know the science like Greta Thunberg has done, but you'd also have to have done a risk analysis as to what would happen politically and socially if every country went bang, yes, we agree. And it appears to me that um, 50% isn't even enough. Um, so to really avoid Greta's fury, you'd have to go more than that. You know, 50% of what? I don't know. You know, 50% of whatever Greta was talking about. You know, um, I'm sure there are different ways of measuring emissions cuts. You know, but it really doesn't matter what the percentage is. You know. Paris Accord suggests to do something and the world leaders didn't ratify that as a, as a group, you know many did, some didn't you know, uh, the US and Australia I think uh, notably didn't right, but New Zealand I think does yeah. now oh, speaking of New Zealand, just overnight Jacinda Ardern the Prime Minister of um, New Zealand uh, and um, a progressive darling actually a darling of the progressive uh, sort of stream of you know, politics and social order um, has said that um, New Zealand will be a world leader in you know cutting emissions or something. Whatever her target was, Greenpeace has come out now. Jacinda, you know, the timing of this is you know she's in a lot of trouble politically, um, domestically, uh, because. Uh, whilst you know, she was riding a high during the re a refugee problem recently and you know made world headlines and she was the darling of the progressive set because she said bring them in you know um, New Zealand is a long way away from anyone so there was less there's less risk of New Zealand uh, being flooded I suppose oh look it's a long long story and yet New Zealand is in a as a minnow on the world stage can make some grand gestures without it upsetting the world order and you know they could they can do some things the US can't you know all right but she came out and um, announced some dramatic uh, reductions overnight um, yeah, and, and maybe you know she's trying to stay um, shiny on the progressive front yeah, that's cynical um, but maybe she's trying to do the right thing but whatever her motivations doesn't matter um, she really is at the cutting edge of what a political leader in the world could do today I think given that she is in charge of only a minnow of a country and um, and a wealthy wealthy country there I think she can do politically and socially that 
and economically that other countries can't. You know. Uh, sorry about that. I got chopped off by one of my customers ringing me, you know, wondering what time I'm going to get into the hospital, you know, where I work. Um, now, um, patient safety. Apparently, that's the next thing I'm going to be doing. <laughs> don't know anything about that, but you don't need to know anything about anything when you're doing software. You don't need to know anything about anything when you're doing a podcast like this either. Right. Um, so, um, what was I talking about? I look. I'm not going to. I won't call this a, um, a pop profound episode. After all, it can be another Charlie episode. I'll call it uh, climate change addendum. You know, because it, it adds on to the previous two episodes, which were both climate change. Um, now, uh, I was talking about Jacinda Ardern. Yes, arguably, possibly, Jacinda Ardern is in the best possible position in a, in a, in a nation within the current world order to do something dramatic and also she has motivation because her progressive star is falling not in a good way Uh, and she needs to do something she can do something she's in she's the leader of a minnow state Um, so and uh, you know she came out overnight and said she's doing something about climate change and she you know threw New Zealand into the um, the pointy end of uh, climate change policy, let's say, you know, cutting emissions and all that sort of stuff. Well, Greenpeace um, lambasted her for not going far enough. And Greenpeace is right. You know, whatever you try and do... Now, this is no excuse to not do nothing. Sorry, not do nothing? I sounded like a rapper, didn't I? This is no excuse to do nothing. Um, the fact that, you know, um, that, you know, no matter what you're going to do is going to wreck the planet under the current world order. If that is the case, you know, if under the current world capitalist order, um, you're, you know, we're doomed, you know, if under the current world capitalist order in which you either grow or you die, you know, the world Ponzi scheme that is our world order, and I think it is, and a Ponzi scheme in terms of um, quality of life, um, consumption, uh, you know, all the things Marx talked about, for example, and, um, and a Ponzi scheme in terms of population too, uh, because we are no smarter than bacteria, we are living on a piece of bread here and we are bacteria and we are just going to keep populating Oh, it's not about population, it's about, you know, cutting your, you know, it's about being careful, you know, with um, how you generate energy, um, renewables. Look, if (laughs) we will keep populating until it becomes a problem. You know, I really think that under the current world order. Okay. You know, uh, people say, oh, you know, you don't have to worry about population as long as everyone's committed. to a lower quality of life or whatever. Not lower quality of life, a more renewable quality of life. Look, it's not going to happen, you know. Um, 
I think Africa, you know, wants to double their population in the next 50 years or something. There are places in Africa, I, I, check, I did check this, who want to quadruple their population in the next 50 years. Um, nothing's going to, you know, there's nothing you can do. Um, now, that in a bubble is not a problem because they, uh, Africans in general, now this is a generalization, you know, um, there are places in Africa um, that are first world, you know, um, as you might call it, you know, um, you know, like I said, Ethiopia is booming at the moment, and um, if you're in downtown Addis Ababa, um, you know, uh, it, it, um, yeah, there's, uh, it's just, I'm sure it's normal, I haven't been there, um, but um, anyway, having said that, yes, you might say, yes, but they're, they're not the problem, the fact that they're doubling their population is not the problem, the problem, the pro- you know, it's still the western, you know, what people call non-developing countries, the first world countries, whatever, that are doing all the consumption, you know, um, but uh, they're, we Africans want to, and you know that's a really broad brush thing to say, Africans. You know because Africa is not a country, unless you talk to Naz, the rapper. Yeah, I chatted about that. Uh, for uh, just as an aside, for African Americans, the ones who are descended from slaves um, in in America, Africa is a country because they're local identities have been erased, you know, through no fault of their own. Yeah, except they put themselves in a position where they could be enslaved by another mob. Uh, I don't know whether you should take responsibility for that in history. Uh, If you're you're weak, is that your fault? I don't know. See, this is where how amoral, how amoral this podcast can be. Alright. Anyway, Jacinda, look, you know what I'm getting. What, What we... You might say um, uh, population is not a, you know, the real problem is uh, Western consumption. And you are absolutely right. That's what this podcast is about. I am, I am going to suggest a new world order uh, at the end of this episode. So I'm on your side. If, for example, you're a socialist. Yeah, that's where I'm getting to. Um, I'm, I'm getting there. Just have some patience, you know. I'm not being an apologist. I'm... Uh, for the Western world this time. Right. Um, mm. So, um, yes, you know, you can run that argument. It's the Western world that's the problem. The Western world is doing all the consuming and you're blaming the Africans for, you know, well, doubling their population. I say, yes, but that's a two-pronged thing. Um, We are also agitating for Africans to have the same standard of living as us so yes they can double their population but we also want them to have the same standard of living as us don't we oh yes but with renewables you understand yeah sure you know look if you're going to have a plague a massive plague of anything i don't care whether it's locusts mice or humans if you upset the balance the eco balance of species on this planet, you're going to have a problem. You can talk about renewables all you like and ignore the other elephant in the room. This is not an either-or thing, you know. People say, oh, it's not about population, it's about um, renewables. It's about both. 
Yeah, everyone thinks that everything's either or. Not everyone thinks that. I don't. Both things are a problem, you know? Um, that's that false dichotomy that plagues social media, as far as I know, and the media itself, as far as I see. Right. So, anyway, put all that aside. Um, yeah. And, oh, by the way, I'm not sure if Greta Thunberg gets into population as a problem, as well as um, you know, the issue of the current world order and um, continuous infinite growth, you know, and all that sort of stuff. I don't know whether she gets into population, whether when she said growth, she was including population as a problem. If she is, she's almost being a racist, is she? What is her? I wonder, I don't know much about Jacinda, uh, Jacinda Ardern. I know a bit about Jacinda Ardern. I don't know much about Greta Thunberg, but how does she come across in terms of um, uh, racism? I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, is she a humanist or does she just concentrate on climate change? You know, you can't just concentrate on climate change. Well, you, you can't be a one... You can't just... You can advocate strongly for one cause, but all the causes are interlinked. If you are anti-population, for example, you are racist in a country like Australia, I think you really are in the end because um, anti-population policies end up necessarily um, curbing immigration and that becomes racist and all that sort of stuff, you know what I mean? All right, now, putting all that aside, Jacinda Ardern came out with some leading-edge, you know, vanguard stuff around climate change. And overnight, or yesterday, and Greenpeace said not enough. So, my feeling is if Jacinda Ardern did a speech at the UN today, um, even though she's the best that we can be within the current world order, she's an example of perhaps the best that we that the world can possibly be, for all the reasons I mentioned before, you know, she's desperate to be loved politically, and New Zealand is in a better position to be able to even make promises that, for example, the US finds it hard, and China makes it, finds it hard to make. Um, Jacinda Ardern, Greta would have to rip through her too and shake with fury and dress her down and she's the best um, because Greenpeace came out overnight and said that not nearly enough you know what Jacinda Ardern was proposing was not nearly enough I don't know all the detail but for the purposes of this podcast I don't need to um, it's a point I'm making if, and if there's someone else who's even pushing uh, pushing even further forward than Jacinda Ardern, then, you know, Greenpeace will say the same thing and Greta Thunberg will say the same thing to them, you know. If someone's pro- proposing 60% emissions cuts, then that's not enough either. All right. None of it is an excuse to do nothing. That's not what I'm getting at. What I'm getting at is the current world order is probably a pathway to destruction, uh, there's an old 60s song. Look, this has been going on since I was 15. You know, we're on the path of destruction. You know, did I, what was that song, you know? Um, 
There is a song from the 60s, I remember it, but I forget how it goes. But it was all about this stuff, you know. That was Greta back then, you know. And whoever that was... Chopped off again. That was my daughter this time. Um, all right. Yeah, whatever I was talking about. Um, okay. Uh, yes, so, look... I'll wrap it up because I'm nearly in Box Hill. Nearly. And uh, so what I'm getting at is, um, yeah, the current world order, I think we're stuffed, you know. Because when um, Greta Thunberg was um, ripping into all the world leaders at the UN yesterday, or the day before, um, she was asking them, I think, to make decisions... Uh, that are beyond their powers to make. No, no. Um, and uh, I was talking to another sort of uh, another driver just then. <laughs> I always find it funny how I actually say it loud. No, no, you know, you go first is what I was saying. <laughs> they can't hear me. Um, yes. Um, look, the world leaders could do more, but it's a balancing act. You know, if they do 2% more than they are doing, you know, if Australia, for example, um, does a Jacinda Ardern, you know, what's the what's the consequences of that? Now, I haven't done that risk analysis, um, but, you know, would it overthrow our current government and all that sort of stuff, you know? Um, uh, we're already, Australia's already lost all of its car manufacturing re- very recently. Absolutely unbelievable. You would not have dreamed that that was even possible. We have a tradition, a culture, a history of car manufacturing in Australia that was huge. Um, I was brought up on Ford Holden, you know, and then we ended up with Toyota building here and everybody building here. And suddenly, in the space of a few years, it all left and went somewhere else. All of the car manufacturers pulled out of Australia at once, pretty much. Uh, uh, Holden just ceased to trade for nothing. We've got nothing gone. Now, you know, well, now we could put our emissions up and we'll lose, you know, maybe we would lose more manufacturing. What are the social consequences of that? Now, you have no choice, would say Greta, and she's right. Change is coming anyway. If you don't do it, you just go to have no, no environment. And, you know, and yeah, the old, the old chestnut that everyone. Um, brings up is well no um, us losing manufacturing did not reduce the number of cars that were being built um, it just caused them to be you know to start being made somewhere else you know Korea um, and all that sort of stuff you know we're um, we're important you know we still like Fords because that's our culture in Australia and we still like you know General Motors so we're still using those cars, but they're being made in America, you know, and, we're, and all that sort of stuff, you know, we're importing Mustangs 10 to the dozen now from Trump's America, you know, that's great, says Trump, no, it's terrible for us, you know, um, so there's an example, you know, where you can do the right thing, you know, we could, we could do a Jacinda Ardern and cut our emissions by, you know, this is an old argument and it doesn't wash, but this is the problem, you know, it doesn't wash globally, 
Um, but we can sacrifice more manufacturing, but it'll, you know, is manufacturing as a whole going to go down or not? Or should you not ask that question and just um, commit harikari while China and Korea just go for it? Um, is that just nuts? You know, it's worth asking the question. You might say, do it anyway, you know, as a good global citizen. Yeah, all right, we'll do it anyway, but we're going to be living in poverty. And look, China will come down here and, um, and take over us one way or another anyway, because there's more than one way to take over a country, um, and start manufacturing cars again here anyway, um, except it'll all be Chinese-owned, you know, and we'll say thank you and we'll clean their toilets, you know. Look... It's tricky. It's not as easy as every... And Greta Thunberg is, is at the UN sort of saying, no, all agree at once, you know, everybody agree at once. And, um, but what Greta might not be sort of... What Greta doesn't seem to be um, uh, sort of dealing with is the fact that not everybody wants to. They're in competition with each other. They're not together get together anyway she would say um you know all thinkers one as a team collaborate don't compete might say greta you know or you're all dead guess what greta they're humans that's their core failing they'll compete anyway you're dealing with humans you're asking humans to not be humans yeah um Yes, I am asking that, says Greta, you know. Don't be, don't follow human nature. Be smarter than bacteria. You know, which when it starts eating bread, you know, when you get bacteria on bread, just keeps devouring the whole piece of bread until it dies and the bread's gone. You know, be smarter than that, says Greta. Well, my feeling is humans aren't much smarter than that. You know, this is what I'm getting at in the current world order. Um... Look, I've got to finish because I've landed at work, so I'll just finish really quickly. Um, what I was going to say, but I'll just say it in a, in a very quick... Um, I'll just go through into my car park. Um, using my fossil-fueled car. Um, what... Um, yeah, under the, in the current world order, I, I think it's very difficult to make much difference. You could chip away at the edges, but I think with the current capitalist world system... Just see. Uh, you know, Greta's telling people off within that system when it's the system that's the problem. And a lot of socialists would agree with me on that. Yeah. Which, yeah, so Greta's telling them off for having their system, a system she's a member of, by the way, and I'm not sure she was arguing for that to be overturned. All right, all that aside. Okay. Um, so then that begs the question, all right, so we should go to something more socialist. But my honest feeling is, if we did, um, it would have to be socialist dictatorial, you know, sort of dictatorial style socialist, um, which a lot of socialist systems end up wanting to be anyway, uh, because to force socialism, you have to actually force people against their own nature. The problem is human nature, you know, and you have to be... If you want to keep a socialist system in place, um, you need to do it by force in the end, as far as I can tell, watching 20th century history, you know. Um, 
you can't you can't get everyone thinking like you. A lot of people don't like it uh, because it's human nature. And the only alternative, if you if you're not going to be able to change all humans, you have to get rid of the human race, which is what I was saying in the previous episode. You're asking humans to be not humans. That's an issue. All right. So you'd have to go to a socialist dictatorial state. I think you can't just go to a a fairyland socialist state. There's no such thing, as far as I can tell. Um, if you force a socialist system, you're going to have to force it pretty hard because a lot of ambitious people out there, uh, you know, heaps of amb- I've got ambitious people in my family who will rise to the top no matter what you do. You know, they will agitate for being successful, you know. Um, and they'll push and push and push and you'll have to get more and more dictatorial. You'll have to have a Stalin in, in, in place to stop people who want to be more successful than other people, you'll have to put a Stalin in place just to stop that. And you'll have to continuously have that Stalin in place. What I'm saying is, uh, as an alternative to the current world order, um, you have to put in a dictatorship if you want what you want, Greta Thunberg. And some people would go for that, you know, for the good of the environment. But all I'm saying is, you would end up with, you know, what Ethiopia had and a lot of other places had, um, when it, when they went communist, um, uh, you know, purges and things like this happening, you know, Ethiopia when the derg was in place, place, um, you know, families were being uh, hauled out in the street and uh, getting shot in front of each other and all that sort of stuff, you know, because um, it's very hard to keep such a socialist system in place. Now the another political system you could bring in place because you know I'm assuming that the current world order has to be dismantled if Greta wants what she wants yeah she's asking those world leaders to do it within the current world order I think she's asking them to do something um, that they don't have the power to do and she can be as angry as she likes they can't do it they can't do it you know you can make her a world leader tomorrow and she whatever she did would cause more mayhem than what, you know, someone like most of the world leaders are doing right now are making. You know, in fact, she might even usher in a worse result for the environment if she was in charge. Put her in charge. Let's see what happens. You know, I actually think it'd be a disaster. You know, war might break out, depending on how she handled it. She's only 15, so I think she would just immediately cut emissions worldwide, you know, if she... Um, if she had the power, and um, be curious to see what would happen. Has anyone done that risk analysis? If you know she cut emissions by seventy percent in worldwide hunger, you know what would happen? What would what else would collapse? It doesn't matter. She would say, um, "How you know it's worth it for the environment because if we don't do it, we're all gone. You know, the biomass will be a sludge, and we're all dead. So I'm going to do it anyway. Sixty, seventy percent emissions. She said, eighty percent emissions, ninety percent." I'm forcing it through, she said. This is what I'm getting at. You'd have to do it as a dictator. Greta, to get what she wants, would have to be a world dictator. Maybe. You know, look, it's food for thought. Um, And even then, you know, if she says, yes, but I'm doing it for the right reasons. Well, has there been any dictator in history that hasn't done it for the right reasons in their own minds, you know? Um, um, Look, it's tricky. It's not tricky. You just have to do it says Greta. Yes, but 
you can't do it unless you're in a dictator, dictator kind of mindset, you know. All right, that's another option, to go to a dictatorship. And you could go to that other sort of dictatorship, you know, the sort of monarchy, God, you know, monarchy sort of um, you know, totalitarian state, the other sort of totalitarian state, not a socialist one, but just a straight dictator. Um, and we all know how that turns out as well. The last option is a whole new political system that has never been invented before you know, that technology could usher in. Yeah. And the one that springs to mind is, you know, where you wouldn't want a system where a perfect democracy, would you? Because everyone would vote, and I don't think they would vote for climate change. The, the climate change that Greta wants. Look, in the end, Greta is looking for a dictator, a strong man or woman. Greta is looking for a strong dictator of some sort. Maybe a technology-driven one, you know, where technology could force the people to look after the environment. I don't think humans want to. I don't think humans want to. Um, um, and that's where I came to before in the previous episodes, which isn't very helpful. You know, that it would be better if humans got wiped out. Now, that's an extreme point of view, of course. Um, it's an extreme point of view. Uh, and I'm not actually advocating for that, really. By, but by bringing it up, well, sometimes when you bring up an extreme point of view, um, the, uh, a more practical one jumps into your head, so it's worth bringing up the extreme point of view. So by saying, listen, all humans should go extinct, you, know, you might morph that into just a debate on whether population is a problem, for example. You know? And obviously... Um, our reliance on non-renewables is a problem as well, you know, but both, you know, and so on and so forth. I don't know. Greta's, uh, Greta, in summary, I think, is saying, is chasti correctly chastising world leaders for not doing enough. But what I'm asking is, could they be doing much more in the current world order? Is she telling them off for not doing something that they can't do? I'll leave it at that. A quick one as I walk to my office, just to finish off with. Uh, and I do think technology will usher in a new world order, you know, which could save the environment or destroy it. Yeah. I think that will come uh, because technology does allow for, for example, a perfect democracy, perfect democracy. Every single decision that is made could be a referendum where everyone votes online, you know, which will be a disaster for uh, as far as many people are concerned because, you know, the people, you should fear them and what they will decide. Uh, there was a famous example in ancient Athens where they had a vote about what they should do to an island to, which had sided with Sparta. And under perfectly democratic processes, you know, for the voting, uh, the section of the public who could vote, the citizens, they voted for genocide. So... You know, technology could usher something in like that, you know, and, you know, all the people could vote to destroy the environment. Now, technology could also usher in a new political system never invented yet 
that is in extreme totalitarianism technology is a wild card it could save or destroy the environment and um, the only reason we have all the political systems we've ever had in history so far the only reason we've had those is because we haven't had technology as we understand it now technology um but when artificial intelligence and all that sort of stuff kicks in you know, something new might crop, pop along, you know, and that might sort things out one way or another. It might even destroy us all. You know? um, so it's not so crazy, perhaps, the comment I made, you know, which I didn't make up, I hear things, um, that maybe we need a whole new, well, what they call paradigm these days. I think that new paradigm is coming, whether we like it or not. And as to what effect that will have on the environment, for example, and our social lives and even the survival of humans, um, that change, I think, is coming whether Greta likes it or not. You know, she said something like that. Um, Climate change is coming whether you like it or not, she chastised all the world leaders, you know. And to, to a certain extent, you could say to Greta in reply, listen, uh, they can't do what you want them to do as world leaders, whether you, whether you like it or not. They can't, you know, you're telling them to do something, they can't do it whether they like it or not, and they can't do it whether you like it or not. And also, Greta, um, I think a new world order is coming, is going to come about once the world fully uh, in, uh, sort of becomes artificial intelligentized and all that sort of stuff, whether we like it or not, this world, you know, just like economics, you know, economics has got a life of its own and goes its own way whether we like it or not. Yeah, so does politics and so does the world order. This is out of our hands to a large extent. We can do a few things around the fringes and that's about it. All right, I'll finish with that comment.